It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us as he does every Friday, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Happy Ferg Friday to everyone, especially you, Justin. How are you, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, it's. I think we talked about this last week. We're almost at the end of the season, and Gosh. now it's like somehow getting faster. Like towards the end, I, yeah. I feel like I think basketball kind of helps with that a little bit. Right. Right. Absolutely. And, and tonight, obviously, the Tigers, uh, the basketball team, takes on USF for their first road mm-hmm. trip. So hopefully, the, hopefully that goes well. But yeah, the Tigers going to Columbia, South Carolina. And they will not have Bo Nix with them. And I think you did a really good write-up yesterday with the Observer. And I, I knew going into this conversation, I wanted to ask you about this. And you kind of already wrote yeah. about it. But, you know, what does this offense look like when TJ Finley's leading it? What kind of changes do you think we're going to see? Yeah, I think you're going to see more under center stuff. Um, when he's been in this season, you've seen him kind of play more from under center. He's not the type of quarterback, like, it's funny, even though he came from LSU, I don't think he's necessarily the quarterback you go, you know, spread formations and, and you know, no tight ends on the field, or at least detached tight ends. I, I think you play a little bit more of a pro-style, quote-unquote, offense with him. Um, he's not the runner Bo Nix is. Right. And so that changes things on, um, you know, potentially going 11-on-11 in certain running situations. Now, he can tuck it and go. Uh, he can move around in the pocket, but this is a dude that prefers to stay in there and know that he's bigger and he's got a, a stronger arm uh, than most people, so he can stay in there a little longer and 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 take shots and and, and keep going. Um, so it it does look different. I, I think some of the things that we've seen Auburn do really well with with Bo Nix this year, I think those things just might get a little bit more uh, amplified. Uh, for example, uh, intermediate throws. He's been right. on the money with a lot of his intermediate throws time at LSU, his early time here at Auburn, uh, throws to the tight ends a lot, throws the slots. He's, he's very good at the middle of the field. Hasn't had a ton of success in his career so far going to the outside, which will be interesting for this matchup against against and, South Carolina. And that surprises me a little bit just because his arm is so strong. I mean, normally those outside throws, like you've got to get it out there or it's a pick six the other way. Uh, you'd think that he'd have the, kind of the velocity on his throws to get out to get it out there. Yeah, it's just uh, he can get it out there. It's just the accuracy hasn't been there, yeah, right? right? So uh, he, he's got the strength for it. But, yeah, at LSU, I mean, he got to play. I mean, they had Eric Gilbert last year. They had Terrace Marshall Jr. Like, they had dudes that made plays down the middle of the field. And so for Auburn, your tight ends are in the midst of their best season in a, in a long time, if not ever, uh, for, for, uh, for a unit. Um, you know, Kobe Hudson might be out this week. That seems like a, it seems like a possibility, but Javarius Johnson's, uh, coming off the game, the best game of his career, right? You've seen Auburn use the middle of the field really, really well. And that's, you know, when he has time to kind of sit there and kind of accelerate it through, um, you know, put some of that velocity on there. He's a really, really good quarterback. But the main thing is, is like, they desperately need to run the ball well, uh, next to him. Um, I think, Nick's had kind of developed into a quarterback where it's like, even if you don't 
run the ball super, super well, you can still kind of sit back and rely on him to to kind of win it by throwing it. I'm not saying that Finley's a bad thrower. I just think you're better off using his talents and and coming in at this point in the season if he's got a good running game next to him. So they've got to find a way to have – I mean, like what they've said, what they've talked about all year, a traditional downhill running game. Um, right. And it's just a matter – to me, watching film and 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 you know listening to coaches and players talk about it, it's just Auburn's offensive line's got to execute. They just, I mean, that's that's the bottom line at that at that point. And I love the word execute. I mean, that has just become such a a common word in Auburn football vernacular now. Harson says it every sentence. His players are now saying it every sentence. You know, anytime somebody's at, I had Chandler Wooten on the show earlier this week, and I'm like, man, Chandler, I hate that I'm asking everything that you know, and it's negative, but. You know, his response was always like, execute, execute, execute. We didn't yep. execute. We need to execute. Um, that inconsistency, I mean, you can definitely tell this team's buying into what Harson's saying just by the way they talk. I, I don't think that's by accident. Yeah. I don't oh, think yeah, it's a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you, I, I just can't, <laughs> I can't imagine how often Harson says the word execute in practice. You know what I mean? And you say execute because, like, uh, you come into that game, or you come into any game they've played this season. I think even Georgia to an extent. Yeah. And it's like, you watch it afterwards and it's not that Auburn can't hang with these guys. Like it's, it's when they make mistakes and they don't live up to their, like if they're not playing as well as they can, it's, you know, the other team has something to do with it, but it's not like it's an out talent thing. So it's an execution thing. Like you right. have, you have the talent. Like, you're a better team on paper than Mississippi State. You are a better team on paper than some of the other teams that you've beaten this season. It's just when you execute well, you look better. And it's like, it's easy. And, you know, I know Auburn fans will get tired of hearing it, but it's true. And, like, we kind of felt this at the end of the Malzahn era, too. It's just like, well, they're in the right spots or, you know, it's just not it's just not working. Um, and, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a – it's a game where you have to do your job, and and that is so much of the Harson mo and the way he sets up his offenses and the way Derek Mason sets up his defenses is that you don't need anybody to be superhuman out there. Mm-hmm. Just play good team football, and 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 the results will come. And in a matchup like this, when you're playing a team that is not as talented as you, kind of goes back to it, you know. And we've seen Auburn win these games when they're the more talented team this season. And we've seen them lose one last week against State and then almost lose one against Georgia State. So it's like it does come down to just execute. You've got to be able to do your job. It's not that they're in the wrong spots. It's not that they're confused or, you know, not they don't have the horses. They're mm-hmm. not playing AM. They're not playing Georgia. This is not Alabama. This is the these are teams they should they should be better than. Right. And I think that to me is what separated I mean, it was a poor performance against AM, but the meltdown and the total collapse that happened against Mississippi State, that to me is what made it significantly worse. I mean, obviously it's bad anytime yeah. you blow a 28-3 to lead. You give up 40 unanswered points. I don't care what the score is before that. That's always going to be bad. But the fact of, like, you were so much more talented than Mississippi State, they just yeah. out-schemed you, they out-coached you, and by the end of the game, they were just gassed. They out-gassed you. And, you know, if you want to win a championship, you can't do that. And... Yeah, I mean, Brian Harson's first season, that's kind of been a lot. A lot of people people are saying, be patient. It'll all come together mm-hmm. over time. And that may yeah. be true, but at some point, like, you've either got to say, okay, I'm a really good developer of talent, which I think he is, or you've got to be able to say, okay, here's the long-term growth track pro- projection of, of talent on this roster. 
And when you look at recruiting and you look mm-hmm. at guys, you know, you're about to lose a ton of talent on this team, some to the NFL draft, some to graduation. But, I mean, I think you can look at what happened Saturday and then the path forward and be like, this. there's a chance that this isn't perfect for, for several oh, seasons. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he said, you know, Hartson said after the game, the challenges are real. And mm-hmm. the challenges only get tougher when you lose a game like that, right? Because right. you want to recruit well, you want to hit the portal well, you want to keep everybody locked in and, and do that moving forward. Like, And it's tougher to do that when you lose a game like like you did against Mississippi State. It just is. Um, that's the thing about this team, though, is just like last week they beat Mississippi State. They have a chance to, you know, exceed expectations now if they split these last two games that's seven ones it's exactly where vegas thought they would be this year it's where a lot of projections had them at this year they would have lost to a team they probably shouldn't have stayed at home Mm -hmm. and they will have beaten a team i would say you can combine the lsu games and the old miss games lsu we know lsu is not what we thought they were going to be but it's the first time you've won there since 99 and then old miss you came into the season, you were not predicted to finish ahead of Ole Miss. And, like, that is a, yeah. quote-unquote, better team than you. Um, you beat an Arkansas so, like, team that, by all accounts, every polling person thinks that they are better than Auburn currently. So, I, I think that you right. went to Fayetteville to get that. That's a good win. Right. And then you lose to Texas A&M, more talented than you. Lose to Georgia, more talented than you. Penn State, about equal to talent as you. And this is your first real test. So, like... This is a chance for this. I mean, Auburn didn't take a step backwards this year. This is kind of like you're going through, you're getting expectations, you're kind of hitting them. And right. what makes this game so interesting is, is that they need to win this game to meet expectations, but you're also doing it at a point where you're coming in with a brand-new quarterback mm-hmm. and you're doing it against a team where last year you should have beaten this team and you did not. Different team, different coaching staffs on both sides. Like, it's it's, it's different, but... I mean that's still got to be in the in, in your head if you're Auburn. Is like if you don't play well uh, and you're not and you're not locked in, they the South Carolina team can beat you. Just ask Florida. Right, absolutely. It's a Ferg Friday. Justin Ferguson, our guest, as he is every Friday. Business owners and high income professionals, please listen up. Have you ever considered that by funding a 401k or an IRA, you are potentially creating a massive tax burden on your future self? When you retire, contrary to what you're told, this doesn't really help you when it comes to taxes. It just postpones the tax and tax calculation. So you want an expert in your corner when you talk about something as important as managing your finances and even more important, your retirement. Ethan Daub, the owner of Innovative Financial Solutions, has clients all throughout the country. Uh, He helps them and he can help you as well. Contact Ethan at 251-243-6038 or you can email him ethan at ethandahl.com. Ethan Dahl, your alternative to traditional financial planning. This episode of Locked on Auburn brought to you by our good friends at McDonald's. McDonald's has proudly served communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty and affordable food. It's about the memories you make and you feel at home whenever you're on a long road trip. You see the golden arches and you're like, ah, yes, McDonald's. But it also doesn't hurt that they have delicious, tasty, affordable food, whether it's French fries or a cheeseburger or your Big Mac or your chicken nuggets. McDonald's has something for everyone. This episode of Locked on Auburn brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving community since 1965. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Justin Ferguson, our guest. Tell us what's going on these days at the Auburn Observer. 
Uh, it's been a busy week uh, yeah. just because, you know, basketball and football going on at the same time. It's always, always pretty, pretty crowded. So this week, uh, did a film room on Auburn's past defensive problems against Mississippi State. Right. Uh, did a story on for basketball on how incredible Auburn's bench has been the first week of the season and why that depth is probably going to be their biggest strength, even though they've got several like top-tier talents on that team. It's that depth that I think is going to set them apart. Um, did the story you mentioned earlier about Auburn's offense with TJ Finley against South Carolina, how they may change, yeah. uh, what what what's going into that. I uh, did a preview podcast, um, if you're listening to this right now, where we preview the South Florida f- basketball game and the South Carolina f- football game uh, uh, for the weekend. And, uh, yeah, next week we'll have you know several basketball games. We'll have Iron Bowl stuff. We'll uh, we'll have podcasts and all, and all that good stuff. AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month or $60 a year. Gets you access to everything we've got going on. Uh, once you sign up and pay your subscription fee, uh, everything we do gets sent to your email inbox so you can read and listen on your own time. Yep, worth every penny. Absolutely. One of the things you wrote about uh, in that Finley story as well is, I mean, you shared some numbers in regards to, like South Carolina's defense, and there's been talk even on this pod, but throughout everywhere, like South Carolina not being awful defensively, and their pass defense is fine. Um, but you mentioned like yards per play, and you know, like you, you've said it before, it's 2021, we need to start looking at yards per play. <laughs> And uh, they're not very good at yards per play as far as defensively goes. Yeah, the thing with South Carolina is, is that their defense is quote unquote better this season. Um, but also, you got to look at who they've been better against. Uh, South Carolina's won five games this year. They beat Troy, East, Eastern Illinois, East Carolina, Vanderbilt, and Florida. Now, mm-hmm. Florida win impressive just because you got it right, and and Florida just didn't have any answer to it. Right, uh, Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt's Vanderbilt. And like the rest of those teams are, you know, they played well against those teams. And that is kind of weighted. Like they've had four games this season where they've given up over five yards of carry. Right. So like it's not like, you know, when they play quality opponents, it's very much like when they're playing the games that they've won, they've been excellent on defense. The games that they've lost, they haven't been so hot on defense. And it's like there's a significant gap between that. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that the gap is between you for the most part the teams that are good that they've played or at least solid that they've played and the teams that are not Florida being, you know, in, in season Florida kind of being the, the difference maker there, but look at Missouri last week, beat them as well. Um, yeah, pretty good yards per play uh, through the air and rushing for a lot of teams that have played them. Now, are they, could they give Auburn a lot of trouble on defense? Absolutely. You're, you're breaking in a new quarterback. You're not, uh, you're not running the ball very effectively this season. Um, you know, they play a lot of man coverage, especially on the outside, try to get physical. That's the way Texas A&M got you um, a, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, all those things could definitely work, but it's like, it's one of those things where if Auburn is executing that word again, um, if they're executing and they're playing to their talent level and not doing anything as painter would say on our show, massively stupid. Sure. You should be able to, you should be able to find some success. It is on the road. It is with the new quarterback that like, those are going to be things that knock the, I think the point and yardage total down. But they're not playing A and M or Georgia here. This is not. This is statistically against SEC opponents this season. This is more of a defense that has played more like an Ole Miss than a you know a, an A and M or or a Georgia. Like like a whole lot more on the other end of that spectrum. Sure. Uh, even kind of like maybe Arkansas ish, like maybe a little shade below Arkansas. Like that's probably around the mark you did. And, and Auburn did really well on offense in that game. They did. They did. You're right. So you get a new quarterback. You mentioned. Um, you mentioned Kobe Hudson, who is a very natural wide receiver. You mentioned him probably missing time as well as John Samuel Shanker. There's a chance of both of those guys miss. 
Who do you think steps up as kind of the primary target for TJ Finley on Saturday? Let's just assume those guys aren't in. I feel like Javarius Johnson's a good a good pick. I mean, coming off of a really good game, he's a guy you can put in the slot. Um, you know, his speed really really works. Um, you know, you're not you, you can move him around a little bit. I, I do wonder, like we saw Shadrick Jackson have a good start last week and kind of a bounce back performance. Him, you know, we've seen D Rob have some have some big plays as well. So, like, I think it's going to have to just be a team effort. Um, on the, at the tight end spot, like, wouldn't be surprised if this is a Tyler Fromm game. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if. Uh, I think you're going to see a decent amount of Luke Deal, by the way, getting to be a captain this week in his home state. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, coming off of his first career touchdown catch. Um, I think they're going to have to rely on that. But, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like they're going to have to throw the ball. But if you're Auburn, like, if you can get out of this game with a win and, and Finley throw the ball 20 or 25 times, like, that's the sweet spot. Like, I think if you could win this game by being a run heavier matchup, um, that's the way you want to go. And, like – it's possible we have seen Auburn succeed at times with this running game. Tank, I mean, it's you can't say Tank Bigsby's not fresh. Like um, Jarquez Hunter, it was like, you just got to block. You got to yeah. get it going up front. And this and the the story from last season's game in South Carolina is Auburn did not run the ball as much as they should have, and they threw it a ton. And I know South Carolina doesn't have J.C. Horn anymore, but like this is a South Carolina defense that is uh, fifth, tied for fifth, top five, something like that in the country in interceptions this year. Like. They're not on a per play basis like lockdown, but like if you make mistakes, they will take advantage of it. Right. Yeah. JC Horn was a major problem last year. That wasn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was not good for Bo Nix. <laughs> JC yeah. Horn a year. Did he and get, Auburn just did he get all three but, last year? I think he got two. I think one of them was a weird deflection. But yeah. Okay. Um, he, yeah. I mean, he, he, he won over and over again against Seth Williams. Um, yeah. And I mean, this is a game where Auburn's outside receivers have not had a ton of success this year, but uh, a ton of su- consistent success, I should see. But they're coming off a game where they played really, really well. It's yeah. just, I wonder how much South Carolina is going to look at like the film from the AM game and say, like, ooh, this is how you do it. Because, I mean, that's the one thing about the AM game that stands out is that Auburn did a better job throwing the ball against Georgia than they did against Texas AM. Right. And I think AM just put those put their guys out on an island and said we're gonna win one on one. Um Finley said it earlier this week. They have to like Auburn's outside guys have to win one on one. You've got to win your one on one matchups uh in this game. And um I think that's gonna tell a lot. But running the ball is gonna be huge. I mean the the ability to play off of that would would make a huge difference for Finley. Can Auburn win the game if they can't get a running game going? I <sighs> mean, it it if so, it's it would be a huge game from Auburn's outside receivers and TJ Finley. And like, it's possible. Um, but you know, I, I have a harder time thinking that they can win without succeeding on the ground. I, I just, I, I think that, I think that period, um, mm, right. you know, most of the time, but yeah, it's just, we have not had to see Finley in his career yet go into a game where it's like, all right, buddy, we need you to throw the ball a lot and try to win it. And it's like, that's, it's not his game. He's got a really good arm. He's a great pocket passer. He's got some escapability to him. Uh, but like to me, his best strengths are when he can, when the defense is off balance and he can hit you downfield. Um, and so that's going to have to be the thing for him. And and if they're able to, if they're not able to run the ball consistently against this defense and still come out of there with a win, I'm going to say that's an elite performance from Auburn's own defense, even against a team that's not great on that side of the ball right. uh, for for South Carolina. And I would say 
man, somebody or somebody's at wide receiver stepped up and had a huge game, which is possible. I mean, last week they did. No, um, yeah, so, it could happen. Uh, so it, it definitely could happen. Right. Justin Ferguson, our guest. Today's show brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline, the best place to place bets on all of your sports action. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Auburn, a touchdown favorite. If you feel passionate about giving up seven points in Vegas to South Carolina, or if you think that's too much, if you feel passionate one way or the other, I encourage you to go to betonline.ag. Get in on the action and use the promo code LOCKEDON when you make that first deposit, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, Locked on Auburn brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. Be sure to check out all of the awesome flavors that they have, ranging from you know fruity flavors to chocolate and savory flavors. All those at Built.com. Also, you can check out you know how all of them are very high in protein, very low in calories, very low in sugar, but they're all delicious. They taste like a candy bar. And Built also has some other cool products there, um, as well. So go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. Final few minutes. Jay Ferg, I want to do, uh, we got a few Discord questions. Mis- right. Mr. Mischief asks, um, how many passes does Finley throw on Saturday? He says, uh, he says, I say 18 to 21. You think that's a good window? Maybe a little bit more, just maybe a little bit more, because this team's been a little bit more pass heavier, like strategically. Um, I think somewhere in the twenty to twenty-five range is probably where I would put it at. I think anything over thirty, you're like, man, he either is having an unreal day or Auburn cannot run the ball at all. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Jeremy asked, "Does any second team wide receiver get more time because of comfort level with Finley?" I think that's a, uh, I think that's an interesting question. It's a very interesting question. I think once you get in season, though, a lot of your reps and practices, like kind of, you know, a lot of mental stuff with your first team. As uh, I, you know, it, I guess it depends on like if Hudson's out and if some other guys are out, like who could step up in that in that aspect. I, I, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what that that is. I can't. No name like immediately just leaps forward. Like in my a brain Capers a, or a Canyon or somebody like that. None of that's jumping. And out those to guys, you. yeah, and those guys are playing a little bit this season. Um, they're getting in the rotation, but I don't know if it's necessarily that, you know, the fact that he, they've thrown gotten the ball thrown to him by Finley a little bit more might might help him out. I, I don't I don't see that being a big deal, but you know, I could be wrong. Sure. Totally bogus ask. Let me lead with I like Harson. I think he's good for the program. It'll get us where we need to be. Love to hear y'all's discussion on knowing our fan base. How long do they give him? No, I mean, I think next year is going to be a big one um, just because, you know, you're going to want to see progress and mm-hmm. the schedule is going to be tougher because you play Georgia and Alabama both on the road. And I think the team will be not as talented. Especially on the defensive end. I think there's right. there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of potentially turnover there. And um, yeah, so, I mean, I think it's going to be one of those spots where next season, you know, we've seen year two teams in the SEC. We've seen Arkansas have their day in the sun. We've seen Ole Miss do it. We've yeah. seen State come out and have it. It's like you need one of those if you're Auburn. You mm-hmm. need to have one of those where you're playing better than maybe expectations because you're more locked into your system on offense and defense, and you're starting to kind of produce. But a lot of this is going to have to do it. Like they're going to have to hit the portal hard. They're going to have to, you know, finish well in recruiting. And so there's a lot that can be changing. Like 
we don't know what's happening long-term at quarterback. Like, we, we just don't at this point just because, you know, the Bo Nix injury changes things. And I'm not saying Bo will leave or anything like that. I'm just saying, sure. like, what does it look like when he comes back? What does Finley look like in the time that he has now? Like, what does that depth chart look like? I, I don't know. So, um, I think Auburn fans are just going to see progress next year. I think if they win Saturday and, you know, put up a good effort against Alabama – uh, and, and you know who knows they could win that game. Auburn's won three out of the last four. Jared and Hare sure. um, have a good bowl game. You know fans will get a little bit more excited and a little bit more locked into it moving forward. But um, yeah, you're just going to want to see progress. You don't want to see a step backwards, and you don't want to see you know them get stagnant. Um, which again, I think will be a little bit tougher because you could be missing a good bit of players, especially off your defense. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you going up to Columbia? I am. What are your thoughts on Columbia? I've been through there a couple of times. I've never been there for a game. Um, it does not seem to be a very popular road trip spot among SEC folks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, no disrespect to South Carolina. I'm sure, sure the environment will be fun. Night games there are supposed to be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. But, yeah, I'm going to be – it's going to be kind of like nonstop work because you get up there Friday night, Basketball game, try to cover that remotely, right. and then game on Saturday, drive back on Sunday because uh, we got we got Thanksgiving to deal with next week and and Iron Bowl week, so it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty, right. pretty busy. That's right. Um, I know you you have great food takes, and the people mm-hmm. want to hear it, and you give the people what they want. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish is what? Oh, I thought we were gonna say about Columbia, and I'm like, uh huh. Um, oh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, you know, favorite Thanksgiving side dish. Okay, so um. Uh, my grandmother, um, makes this like sweet potato casserole ish kind of thing. You know, it's Uh not like, you know, it's, it's, it's basically sweet potato casserole, but like the way they do it, you can make a lot of it kind of really easily. Okay. Um, cause we have a lot of people. Um, so it's got like, you know, the brown sugar and the pecans on top of it. And it's like real like, wow. Okay. Yeah. It's it's strong. It's strong. And it's, so it's a side dish that tastes like a dessert. And so it's like for me when I'm eating like the the big plate at, at Thanksgiving, it's like you're you're you can kind of always go back to it a little bit for a little sweetness. You got all the salt. You got the you got the savory. You got some you got some spice everywhere else. And then you can always just kind of slip back into the sweetness a little bit. And I'm a big fan of kind of mixing up flavors like that. So okay. those sweet potatoes are special to me. I knew you would not um, let me down on that answer. So I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Justin, how can people sign up for the Auburn Observer? Uh, AuburnObserver.com. $6 a month or $60 a year once you get your email and you put in your payment. Everything we do gets sent right in your inbox. You don't have to go to the website ever again. Uh, Stories and podcasts straight to you. Or you can listen to the free podcast on the weekends anywhere you listen to your podcast. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much for your time. As always, safe travels. We'll be back on Monday. Have a fantastic weekend, everyone. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.